Yes guys, hello and welcome back to episode 4 of Straight Shooting. Now, it would be about now that I would be making my episode about week 2 of the CDL, but as I said in the last episode, they were making plans about changing that because the teams haven't had practice because they're obviously they're in Texas and the weather and everything, they haven't had power, so lots of teams haven't been able to practice or scrim. Um, at all and and to be honest from Thursday to Friday Saturday they probably wouldn't have been able to play anyway because lots of them still didn't have power by then. So what the CDL have decided to do is create what they're calling a super week and that means week twos and week threes matches will all be played in one week. The super week is going to run from Monday to Sunday it's going to be a full week um, you know two, two whole weeks of matches rolled into one it goes throughout the whole length of the week and it's going to be super super fun so many matches um, you know, two or three every single day. So that's great. Um, you know, nothing like this has ever happened before. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, because I did an episode for week two of the CDL, technically I've already uh, predicted and, and talked about half of these matches. So when it comes to those, I'll just briefly mention what I said last week. Um, so the main focus will be on the second half of the Super Week, as those are the matches which I haven't spoken about. But first, I want to get in and talk about challenges, because that's progressing to the next stage now, um, and there's some really exciting stuff happening in challenges. So the Challengers Elite season has finished. Uh, the round robin portion of it is ended. Um, the eight teams in EU and NA have all played seven matches now, and we've got our placings for the uh, the elimination brackets, which follow this to decide. The, the final placings of the elite season. Now in the North America branch of the elite seasons, um, going top with six and one was Wester. Um, they've looked really good, super, super solid team. I've seen them scrimming teams like Optic and, and actually taking like respawns off of them. So they're really, really solid and it's, it's not unexpected that they came top of the NA division. And behind them were two teams called UT Crew and the Subliners Academy. Um, these two teams both went five and two. So again, very, very solid uh, seasons from them. So the, the top two teams going into the single elimination will be uh, UT Crew and Wester, and they'll be fighting for first and second place. Um, Subliners Academy will be in the in the next four uh, with, with the next four teams, um, you know, fighting for their placing and also to stay uh, to stay in the elite season. And of course, the four bottom teams at the end will be relegated and will have to qualify for the next elite season. Now the North American division has some really, really talented and already well-established players um, who are actually going to be relegated from the Elite Series and they'll, they'll be fighting for their spot in next season's, um, you know, in, in the next Elite season. Um, these include players like Spart, Saints, Exotic, Jerd, Dens, GodRx, Kismet, Panda, uh, and most surprisingly, there was a really, really experienced team um, that came bottom. They went one in six, which is terrible. Um, they're, they're called MR mid maps. Um, but this team is probably the most talented, or definitely the most experienced team in the whole NA elite uh, elite season. You know that team had Fellow, um, Decimate, Drazer, um, Drazer or Drazer, I never know how to say his name, and Nargafen. You know this is such an experienced team, and it's it's kind of surprising to see them do so poorly in the elite season. Uh, but we will see if they can fight their way back in and qualify for the next one. On the EU side of things, we had Orglus and Trainhard. They both went 5-2, and two, um, but Orglus takes the top spot um, going into the elimination bracket um, because they had an extra map win. I mean, I mean it doesn't really matter between 1 and 2 because they still have to play each other to decide who actually comes top. 
Orglis have a few ex-team war players from last year and they're on that really really good team war roster including the, the you know, really experienced player Josh and uh, Vortex, uh, Steve Vortex. He was, um, you know, he had, he's had, he's had some really standout games, um, you know, in, in like maybe in the last five, four, five, six years. So he, he's got so much experience and they were both part of that really, really good uh, Team War side. Train Hard, on the other hand, um, they had the French uh, New York subliners player Hydra. Hydra had visa issues, so he, he couldn't be with the New York team in America um, playing in the actual CDL. Um, but I've actually just heard news today that um, that his visa has been finally it's finally been approved, which means he can go and move to America in the next month or so. Um, I think that's his plan. In about a month, he's going to move out to America and play with the New York New York Subliners. Now this is quite an interesting proposition because um, New York haven't been uh, you know I mean they've only played uh, two games I think in the league so far, so there's not much to judge it off. But um, they didn't look terrible they look certainly one of the weaker sides um and you know because hydra couldn't play they had diamond con replacing him and we, we haven't really got to see how good diamond con is um so within the next month and especially over this next super week of games it'll be interesting to see how diamond con sort of justifies and fights to keep his position in that roster because i imagine when hydra finally moves um diamond con is going to be the one that that hydra will replace and then this also leaves a gap in that train hard roster so so i think that team are going to find it really really difficult to replace someone like hydra you know he's he's playing for new york subliners um he's a cdl quality player and to, to find a player of his quality to replace him in challenges is going to be really really difficult so we'll see how train hard and new york subliners are affected by this move now the three teams below them all went four and three this is obtained connect four and rams Obtained have a relatively young and new roster to the scene. Um, I don't really know many players um, from previous titles, but uh, I really like how they play, and you know I'm, they're one of the main teams which I'm following in challenges. I think they're an all-British side, um, you know, and they've got young and new players raring to go. Rams, I also don't know too much about, but that is a full Spanish roster, and it's good to see them doing fairly well and competing in this elite season. Uh, but Connect4 are a team who are stacked with veteran EU players. Um, you've got Dave, who was on that um, successful Team War team uh, last year. And, you know, he's been an Epsilon player in the past. And, and for many other really successful EU teams throughout the sort of CWL uh, era. On Connect4, you've also got Linny um, and you've got Joe, who has, you know, Joe's been competing since 2014. And he's been on all the top EU teams. You know, he's been on Splice. Um, that great infused roster, Epsilon, um, that amazing red reserve team. And this is just another really experienced and really talented player, a great OBJ, OBJ player, who's, who's shown his worth on so many COD titles and is, and is again showing up in this one. So, um, yeah, no. You, you know, you're talking about players who would, who would want to fight for places in the CDL if further expansion was to happen. And finally on that team, you've got Nolson, who has been... He's been up there. I, I think he's... For me, he's been a sort of second-tier EU player. He's never quite on those on those top teams with the likes of Rated and Joe and Jerd and Bantz, um, you know, and Scraps and Wuskins uh, more recently, people like that. But he's been up there, and, and he's had some good runs on some teams. 
Um, maybe not the best rosters, but he's been competing for a long time as well. So yeah, in the next coming weeks, uh, they'll be going into the elimination uh, brackets portion of the uh, elite season, which just means that the, the top two teams play against each other, and then the next four teams all play against each other, and the um, the bottom two are instantly. They, they I don't think they get. To, I think they get to play each other to, for like prize money, but I think they get the same points and they get immediately relegated anyway. And of course, the bot, the total bottom four get relegated and they'll have to qualify for the next elite season. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who comes out top in the NA and EU divisions. Okay, let, let's move on to the CDL. Now, I spoke about the, the first half of these Super Week matches last week because they were going to be the second week of CDL games anyway. Um, uh, I'll just do a really, really quick run through. They've actually changed the, um, the schedule of them, a, a couple of the matches. Uh, actually, I think most of them have been flipped around for, for whatever reason. Um, presumably something to do with the amount of practice certain teams have had or when they've managed to get power back and things like that. Um, but I'm not too sure apart from those sort of guesses on my part. So up first we've got Paris versus Mutineers and I think this is just, they're just going to continue their slow start. I said last week that Neptune and Skies really need to show up and, and play like they were in the kickoff event because they had a really good event but haven't really shown up in the league yet. Um, but it's the same with Scraps and Fire. Um, and on, and on, their, on their day, Mutineers just have a... Uh, they've, got a they've got a slight edge. They've got a slightly better roster. Paris have had a really slow start, so I predicted a 1-3 um, with Mutineers taking it with uh, a 3-1. Now, the second match uh, after the reschedule is Subliners versus Ravens. Um, I think it's a tough one. Um, both have shown that they're, they're good, but haven't been particularly consistent. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a battle between two vets, Clayster and Parasite, and Clay certainly won't want a repeat of last week, especially that LA Thieves um, series. So they've, you know, they would probably have wanted to work really hard since then, but because they're in Texas, they probably haven't had too much practice. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I think it's going to be closer than lots of people think. Um, I'm going for a game five, and. Um, you know, mainly because Ravens have had that extra time. They're, they're playing out of North Carolina, so they've, they've probably had a lot more practice than other teams. I know they, they GA'd team scrim, so the CDL teams couldn't play against each other, or, or I guess challenger sides, but that, that hasn't stopped them from playing league, mat, you know, league play and um, you know, just playing the game and keeping their gun skill and their, their momentum in there. So. I think they will have a slight advantage, but because they haven't been able to scrim, it won't be, it won't, it won't actually impact them too much. But there is definitely that argument which says they've, you know, they've they've kept their aim in um, throughout the last two weeks, so they might they might just be a little hotter coming into the series. So I predicted a, a subliners three two win. I just think that uh, you know the subliners just have that clutch factor which the Ravens don't yet have. Um, you know, they're both relatively new teams, so. Um, it will be tight, but I think I just trust Subliners to take it. Now the next match was my my risky prediction of the week, um, or I guess this double week now, and I guess Rocker would uh, beat Surge 3-0. So so we'll see how that turns out. You know, Gunless could show up, but um, you know people are putting a lot a lot of stock into 240 hertz Gunless, and I just don't. I just I, I'm not sure if I'm buying into it yet. We've still got to see how he plays to see how consistent he is. Um, but I think Rocker are going to come flying out the gates and they're going to, um, you know, they, they're going to keep continuing that momentum after beating Dallas and, and put another statement out to the league by, by absolutely demolishing Surge. 
Then up next, I thought it would be another 3-0, uh, Empire vs. Ravens. I'm not going to talk much about it. It's Empire vs. Ravens, Shotzi, Krim, Illy, all those guys. They're just going to turn up and it will be a wipeout, I think. Then we've got LA Thieves versus Surge. I think Surge will continue their bad run. Um, LA Thieves are super strong. Um, and for lots of the sort of top six sides, it's really hard to, to predict what's going to happen because it's so even. But I think LA Thieves, LA Thieves are just in that, that slightly next tier compared to Surge. So I think they'll take it quite easily and that'll be a 3-1. The next game is the game which lots of people were predicting an upset in and that's Toronto Ultra versus Optic. Lots of people were saying that Ultra could take it and to be fair they've looked really good in uh, in the hard points. Um, the Ultra aren't great at control um, and the S&D's alright so um, you'd expect them to maybe challenge on the S&D's um, and especially the hard points especially because Optic have just been so bad at S&D. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I kind of think that Optic will bounce back though. Uh, I, th I don't think they'll let that phase, um, you know, that, the S&Ds in their phase series sort of put them off. But I do think Ultra will challenge. Um, I just don't think it will be the, the, uh, the upset which, the, which, which people are starting to expect. Um, I, I do like Ultra. I love how their roster plays. I like how aggressive they are. I like how how good Kami and Kleenex are in respawns, and and I like how good they are, especially at hard point. Um, but I I just don't think they'll um, I just don't think they'll take it. And I think I think Optic have a point to prove. They need to bounce back, and I think Optic will take it three one. Then we've got probably the tightest match. I think um, I think Subliners versus Rocker will be pretty tight. Um, although I think it will be tight in the way that the LA Thieves subliners one was where the games themselves are pretty even especially the respawns um, but the, the, the overall score will be a fairly um, fairly decisive victory for Rocker so I'm predicting a 3-1 you know I, I don't think they'll drop an S&D um, and I think that uh, they've got uh, they've got a really good control game as well so um the the only the only game mode i can see uh subliners taken from them is potentially a, a hard point um so that's why i'm going for a 3-1 and then finally we've got probably the uh the, the least balanced matchup of the first half um and i spoke about this last week of course but um it's optic versus lag and i'm just going to go for an optic 3-0 i think it's just a it's a pretty easy matchup for optic um and you know, silly and assault just need to pick it up. They need to help apathy and vivid out. But you know, player versus player, if you just match them up, the rosters, the optic are just miles ahead of this LAG side. And I think it's just going to be an easy 3-0. Okay, and now we are on to the week three matches. Um, if you want to hear about the the uh, the week two matches, or I guess the the first half of the super week matches, um, you want to hear more, uh, my predictions about them in more depth. You can listen to the last episode of the podcast because that's where I really analysed and went into them. Because obviously, when I recorded that, the super week wasn't yet announced. But now I can talk about the second half of matches. Um, so that's probably like um, Thursday onwards now um, in the super week, and and that kicks off with. Florida Mutineers versus Atlanta Faze. Now, at the, the start of the season and at the kickoff event, I really, really was impressed with the Florida Mutineers team. I really liked their roster. I liked the fact that they brought in Neptune. Um, I like Slacked in there for the experience. I like Awakening. I think he plays really well. You know, I, I don't think they're a bad team at all. Um, but something isn't clicking in the actual league. I don't know what it is. Um... 
you know, it, it's hard to to think that mutinies will take even a map off them. So I've, I've predicted this as a 3-0 for FaZe. Um, FaZe at the minute are an all-around uh, top 5 S&D and control team. Um, they're not as good as Hardpoint according to the stats, but they've played, um, you know, one out of two of their series were against Optic. So their stats are obviously going to be affected by that. Um, especially when Optic are such a good hardpoint team, so you'd expect the um, you know you'd, you'd expect Phase's stats to say that they're they're worse at hardpoint at the minute because you know half of their hardpoint results are against Optic. Now, like I said, Mutineers just haven't lived up to the hype thus far. Their strongest mode is definitely uh, S and D, but in terms of all of their game modes, they're uh, maybe apart from S and D, they're miles behind Phase and. Um, they really need Neptune and Skies to be at that kickoff event level. Um, you know, Slack does that experienced OBJ player, so he can play that role. But he needs the young guns that this team has now surrounded him with to really start dominating and, and uh, exerting their dominance on maps, um, which, which, which you started to see Skies do at the kickoff event, but it just hasn't transitioned into the actual league games yet. So uh, I think they're still taking time to warm up. I do expect them to finish comfortably mid-table and, and start picking up more results, but against a team that's on fire like FaZe at the minute, it's just it's not looking likely, so I think this will be a comfortable 3-0 for them. Next up, we've got Royal Ravens versus LA Thieves, and this is interesting because according to the stats, um, at the minute Ravens and LA Thieves are neck and neck in Hardpoint and S&D, so I'm expecting quite a close uh, series. Um, and interestingly, Ravens haven't lost a control yet um, at the kickoff or their first league match, so um, so I expect them to have a really, really strong control. But LA Thieves have beaten two really top quality sides in uh, New York Subliners and Minnesota Rocker. So I think their squad as a whole has proven to be a lot, lot stronger and they, they've been together as a unit for longer obviously london now has parasite filling in for zero um you know they're just a more a new roster and less practiced and less comfortable and i just think if you match them up on paper the la thieves roster is just so strong you know temp slasher kenny and tj harley it's just you know it's a dominant roster I think their, their stats being so... I, I mean, I, I don't think I can rely too much on stats this early on in the season. It's not really representative of the teams as a whole. I'd rather just trust my my eye and what I've watched because I've, I've seen every se series so far. And I'm, I'm just going to use the eyeball test for this and say the LA Thieves team is just much better. Um, and I'm going to go for... And this might be a, uh, a bit of a surprise, but I'm going to go for 3-0. LA Thieves 3 and Royal Ravens 0. And up next is Paris versus Ultra. Now this is a, a really interesting match. Uh, I think before the season had started, I would have said it was a fairly even matchup. But after seeing the uh, the first week of CDL matches, there's no doubt about it that Ultra are a much, much better team. Now Ultra look really, really strong, especially in Hardpoint, where they're, according to the stats, they're third best in the league. Um, but then Ultra do have the worst control in the league. Um, and this must be a, 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 a tactical thing because they, they don't they don't lack in slaying power, so it's not an issue with their slaying. Um, you know, Kami and Kleenex just hold them up for that part. So uh, is, is it a bit interesting to see that they're doing so poorly on, on a control to kick off the season? But I think overall they're just such a much much stronger squad. Um, 
for instance, you know, Scraps hasn't turned up as much, or he's, he has on some maps, but it just hasn't been consistent. You know, that team just hasn't performed at the level you want them to. Um, and it's just looking like it's going to be an easy match for Toronto. So because of that, I'm going to say it's going to be 3-1 to Ultra. Next, we've got a slight derby. We've got Clayster versus his old teammate, uh, Crim6. It is, of course, New York Subliners versus Dallas Empire. Now, I think Dallas are going to have the momentum going into this match after, after probably beating London uh, earlier in the week. That's what I predicted. Um, and I think Empire just have an overall better squad. It's, it's hard to argue with that. Um, you know, they've got Shotzi, Crim6. I mean, it's just a ridiculous squad. Huke at the minute is was my MVP for, for the first week of the CDL. So they've got an MVP caliber player. Um, you know, he's on that MVP form right now. And then you've also got um, Illy, Crim6 and Shotzi. And uh, subliners just don't match up with that. I think Clayster has had a really, really strong start. Um, you know, picking up stats as well as being that leader for subliners. I think Asim has, has had a particularly strong start as well. Um, but Mac has been a real weakness in that squad. And Diamond Con is still yet to prove himself in anything other than S&D. So, um, you know, just looking at it from a uh, from a, a roster matchup, you'd have to say Empire. And, and based on form, you'd have to say Empire as well. And, you know, Crim6 is like that. He, he likes to... Um, he likes to beat his former teammates. He likes to prove himself as the as the GOAT, as the best in the game, as the best COD player ever, probably. So, um, you know, I'm going to have to predict an Empire win here. And because of all the reasons I've just said, I'm going to say it's going to be a 3-0 to Dallas Empire. And then we've got Paris Legion versus Atlanta FaZe. Um, I don't really have to get too much, uh, too detailed with this match, to be honest. Um, FaZe has a ridiculous squad, Asties, Selium, Abizi, and, um, uh, Simp, of course, how can I forget Simp? Um, um, probably one of the strongest, if not the strongest teams in the league right now. Um, beat Optic fairly comfortably, even though it was a game five. Um, maybe, uh, being challenged by Dallas, even though they were beaten by Rockers. So it's all up in the air at the minute. That top six is so equal. They're so, um, all the teams are just so competitive, so that's really great to see, but um, if there was a team I'd say are just overall uh, naturally the most talented roster, um, I'd have to say Atlanta FaZe, and I think this is, you know, they're coming against a really poor Paris team. Paris, uh, you know, if my predictions uh, go to plan, and after not winning, a, uh, not winning a series in week one, I think there'll be a, uh, a team without a win. So I think all the momentum is in, Par in uh, Atlanta Phaser's favour and I think it's going to be a really, really easy 3-0 call. After that hot 3-0, it is Ravens versus Rocker and, you know, London, like I said earlier, are statistically looking like a really good control team, um, which is really interesting because that seems like the game mode which Rocker are targeting as their one respawn um, as a one respawn game mode to win you know they're not so good on hard points they're not very good at all on hard points if you look at the stats but from an from an eyeball test i think rocker are okay at hard point and and overall they're not a bad respawn team but where they shine is snd so you know they'll be playing for a um against the tough teams especially they'll be playing for a game five they know that they'll take the snds and they just need to take one respawn and at the minute it's looking like they'll be focusing on control so for them to come up against a team which has won all their controls so far and has, has done really well on that game mode historically um 
I think it's going to be a really interesting test of, of, of both of their control games. Now, Ravens also aren't a bad hardpoint team, so I think this is a quite an interesting matchup, um, and it's it's looking like a game five, I think. Um, the the only thing though is I think that Rocker just have more. They have a better leadership. They have a better co uh, cohesiveness. They've got a better game plan and strategy. Obviously, there are there are more. They've been established as a as a roster for longer. Um, they don't have a, a player filling in for anyone. They've got a really solid teamwork and atmosphere, I think, going on there. Um, I think Attach is starting to show up. Well, you know, all of their teams are starting to show up, especially accuracy. So um, I've got a feeling it'll be, um, it won't be as close as the game five. And I think Rocker will uh, probably take it 3-1. After that matchup, we've got LA Gorillas versus Toronto Ultra. Now, as I said earlier, Ultra are really, really strong on hardpoint, and they'll probably have the momentum from beating Paris going into this series. Now, I think both these teams are pretty underrated when it comes to overall rosters. Um, LAG, they don't have a bad roster. They've got, you know, especially Apathy and Vivid are playing really, really well at the minute. And Apathy has obviously got that, that championship winning experience and that leadership. So I don't think they're a terrible roster. You know, they, they can play. And again, LAG are a roster which you know has a really strong uh, S and D game. I think they've they in the first week they had like a 50% round win um, percentage, so that's pretty high. I think it's about the third highest in the league. Um, so you expect this series to be actually fairly close. Um, but I just think in the respawns, Ultra have such an advantage. Um, they've been slaying uh, you know really competitively, really competitively against some of the. Uh, some of the teams you'd expect to be much better than them at respawn. And even on the S&D sides, Bance and Zinni have been those like key experienced, uh, you know, really clever players. So I think they're gonna put up a real fight. And I think it'll be, um, I don't think it will go to a game five. Uh, I think LAG just needed a couple more weeks um, before they really hit their, um, you know, their, their peak potential which um, you know I just don't think is as high as Ultras and I think Ultra have come out the gates really hot so they're already uh, coming really close to their peak potential um, so I think Ultra will take this 3-1. Now this is a really good result from Ultra because in their first four games, um, the first three or four games they would have played against Optic, FaZe, um, you know just some uh, Rocker I think, just, just some really really touch ma uh, matchups um, so it means they'll be like Coming, coming into the second half of the week, they'll, they'll be without a win, I think. Um, or at least in the second week, they'll be like 0-2 coming into the second half. But that's you know that might be demoralizing for them. But they've got to remember that those two matches in the second week, um, you know, in the first half of it, will be against Optic and FaZe, two of the strongest rosters in the league. So uh, I think then going on to beat Paris and, um, and then after that also going on to beat LA Gorillas will be a real boost for them. And it will sort of prove to the league that they're, um, you know, people are underrating them. It might look a bit bad you know, halfway through this super week. It might look bad because they'll be so low down in the leaderboard. Um, but they've just had such a tough, like, first run of games that their, their position will greatly underrate just how good they are as a squad. And I think getting these two wins against Paris and, uh, and, and Gorillas will just be the boost that they need to, uh, to carry on and keep improving and proving that they are a top side. 
Now we've got Surge versus New York Subliners and I've gone for a maybe a little bit of a, uh, a cheeky um, upset I guess. I think lots of people would put a lot of stock into just how good Subliners are. Asim and Clayster have been playing super well um, so I think they might be a favourite coming into this especially because of how slow Seattle Surge started. Um, maybe not if you look at it on paper you know roster versus roster I think Surge have more raw talent um, especially because Looney has been really stepping up recently which is great to see from him um, he, he just needs to be more consistent once he's got that consistency down um, you know he's been putting up some numbers and respawns but throughout the series he just doesn't maintain that and of course Gunless has been inconsistent and Prestini is always inconsistent I think throughout his career he's never had a, a real solid run um, and Oct Octane's probably the only one who maintains his consistency no matter what game he's playing so um, I think on paper you'd favour Surge but because of like recent form I think they are uh, probably the underdog in this matchup however I think they've, they've got a real point to prove because again this is an, Surge is another team who have had a really tough start to the Super Week they'll, they'll, be, um, they'll probably be 0-2 in this week I think they've got LA Thieves and Rocker so those are such tough such tough matchups for them and um, they'll have a real point to prove when coming into subliners who are probably a step below those other opponents i also think they should be really heated up by this point and i'd expect them to have a really good series i'd, I'd expect uh, gunless to be absolutely uh, frying i'd expect pristine to be playing on top form and octane and and, and i think Looney should be uh, a lot more consistent by then he'd the, you know they'd have a lot more reps in and uh, like I said they'd have a point to prove after losing those previous games um, if my predictions are correct I do however think it might be close I, I think to be slightly safer I'll go for a game five you know a, a game five series just because Surge haven't proved themselves to be consistent um, maybe I wish I, I would have predicted a 3-1 or something but I just don't think their consistency is there yet Ah, it's so tough. It, it could be there by this by this point. Um, this is why this, the uh, the Super Week is so difficult because we've only seen one week of games so far and the kickoff event. And to then predict two whole weeks of matches in in one go without seeing like the first week of games, you know, it, it's like skipping. You know, I haven't seen the second week of games yet, and I'm already predicting what would be the third week. Um, so so much could have changed between now and then. But I think to be safe, I am going to go for a three-two win for Surge. Um, and, and I just think Surge's S&D looks better and that's, that's why they'll take it. Um, you know, New York's S&D just hasn't looked great at all. And um, I think Gunless and the boys will show up and I think it'll be a Game 5 win for them. And then we've got Florida Mutineers versus Optic Chicago. Uh, I think this is a fairly easy matchup for Optic. Uh, they, they should take this. Um, you know, but they're, they're based on week one, their S&D just isn't that good. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe they're just, fo I mean, obviously they're just focusing so much on respawn. It's really hard to get good S&D practice. You know, all the pros say that you, you don't scrim S&Ds really at all. So it's really difficult to get solid practice in that game mode. But to be fair to the other teams, you know, that's the same for every team, not just Optic. So there's clearly something wrong with the S&D game. I'd, I'd probably start looking towards their coach, Sender. I, Sender's meant to be in he was basically an S&D star right I know he had some good runs on like um, uh, Black Ops 3 I think it was maybe IW when he was on Dream Team with Killer they were a really solid S&D team um, but they were, in, they were in the CWL they qualified they, they placed pretty well at some events so um, I think they got yeah they got second in like a CWL um, stage 2 I think it was um, 
So, you know, Sender has that experience and he's, and he's meant to be sort of an S&D specialist. For his team to be doing this poorly at S&D is a bit embarrassing. Um, there's something not quite right there. So we'll, we'll see how, the, uh, how up they come back after those appalling first S&D matches in week one. And that poor S&D form is while I'll say that Mutineers will probably take an S&D off of Optic and the, the series will finish 3-1 to Optic. Um, I just can't see Mutineers uh, heating up and, and, and outslaying Optic. Um, I think they will heat up and they'll perform well against some of the some of the slightly worse teams, that, um, you know, who are slightly worse at respawn. But it's just a struggle. Any team playing against Optic will struggle in respawns, and I think Mutineers just haven't shown that quality yet. So I think it'll be a three-one win to Optic. And finally, we have the final match of the Super Week. This is a super tough matchup, and it's LA Thieves versus Dallas Empire. I think the reigning champs have a have a real point to prove. Uh, especially against top opponents because of their loss to Minnesota Rocker. They, they've got to sort of reaffirm themselves as that top squad. Um, whereas the, the loss to Rocker sort of suggested that they, they, they let it slip and that this, uh, that this season was going to be a lot more competitive, which, which are really looking like, which it, you know, it's really looking like it will be a lot more competitive this year. Um, I think that the reduction to 4v4 has produced some, you know, the top six have, have got some really, really just solid squads um, and they're all at such a high quality that it is going to be naturally super competitive. Um, and I don't think the expansion has counterbalanced that at all. Um, you need you need a lot more teams in the league to 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 maybe uh, to see certain rosters, um, you know, run away with it a bit like Dallas did towards the end of last year. So, um, you know, I think Dallas have got a real point to prove. They've got to prove that they are on top and that they're going to defend their title. Naturally, it's going to be a really close matchup. Um, I'd like to pair up the players. You know, I'd say that Shotzi and Huke are performing really well and they're sort of going up against Kenny and Temp. Um, and there's kind of that sort of bitterness between these two teams. Um, each of the teams have some like nasty characters on there, especially LA Thieves, you know, Kenny and, Kenny and uh, Temp especially. I mean, I mean, Slasher likes joining in as well. Um, they really like to sort of trash talk and really spark up some drama and, and put other teams down. And they kind of like that. They kind of like playing that heel character almost. Um, you know, they're real heels in the season. They're you know they're being a bit nasty and a bit arrogant. And and you sort of need that team in a season to drive drama and storylines. Um, which and that's really great to see. And then on the other side, of course, you've got uh, Crim Six, who also likes to likes to let his voice be heard. And if we're being honest, both rosters are absolutely stacked and it could go either way. But just for the fact that I think Dallas have a real point to prove here. Um, uh, and I think that this is a real must win series for them. I think Dallas just have to win this to prove that they are going to be a, a, a real, real contender and, um, and that they're going to defend their title this year. I think they just have to win this series because um, otherwise they'll probably never hear the end of it from Temp and Kenny. Um, so I think they'll probably take it in a game five because it'll be super close and I think they'll take it 3-2. Okay, so that's the end of the predictions. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys really enjoy the super week. Um, it's the first of its kind. It's going to be a, a full week, Monday to Sunday of COD action and, and I, I can't wait for it. It's just going to be 
Um, it's just going to be good to see that level of competitive COD for a whole week straight. So, um, you know, I'm really going to enjoy it. And I'm, I'm especially excited to see how Toronto do. Um, I'm going to be following them really closely. And, and of course, Rocker, um, you know, during the first week, I was really excited to see how they do. And um, especially, especially to see how accuracy is proving people wrong. Um, and of course I want to see how Parasite is doing, that's always interesting to watch. And also to see if FaZe can keep up their momentum and prove that beating Optic wasn't just a fluke because of how, how poorly Optic played in S&D. There's just so many things to, uh, to keep an eye on. I'm going to be watching every single series live hopefully. If not live, I'll be watching them you know, on, a, on a replay regardless. So I hope you guys really enjoy it, I know I will. And I'll see you next week where I'll be talking about the results of the Super Week. See you then. Thank you.